What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. We're going to be catching up with Kevin Kugler here in a minute who called the uh, Men's Baseball College World Series Championships. And here is how that all went down uh, with Kevin Kugler on the call. This place is set to erupt. The one-two pitch. Off-speed swing and a miss. He got him. And the last team in is the last team standing. Ole Miss, their first baseball national championship and the first national title in any men's team sport in school history. Ole Miss wins it 4-2. They sweep the Men's College World Series Championship Series. Okay, Kevin Kugler called that there. That was uh, Westwood 1 on the radio call from Kevin Kugler, who you are familiar with from uh, Fox NFL and uh, Westwood 1. Also, I think does some Big Ten Network stuff. Yeah, but Kevin certainly stays busy. Looking forward to talking to him to really dig into his schedule, uh, whether it be Fox Sports on the NFL side of things, uh, college football, college basketball, um, you know, work with the the Big Ten Network, which, which is, you know, owned by Fox, by the way. Folks might not know that. So that's under kind of the same umbrella. And then certainly Westwood One, you know, he's been doing, you know, the March Madness Final Four for years, uh, NFL coverage on their primetime packages on, on Westwood One. And, you know, like we heard, the College World Series uh, this past weekend in Omaha. All right, so Kevin Kugler uh, is going to join us here in just moments here on the uh, Announcer Schedule podcast, and we're going to get into all of that stuff. What is it like uh, football? Um, he does the NFL. He's got a Sunday game here. He's got the National Westwood One radio broadcast, and we're going to get in, into all of that right now uh, with a very familiar play-by-player. Uh, if you're driving around in your car, there's chances you have heard Kevin Kugler on your radio and we just played uh, the College World Series game-winning call. I like that. The last team in is the last team standing. Well, he's standing with us right now. Kevin Kugler joins us here on the Announcer Schedule Podcast. Kevin, welcome in. How are you, pal? I'm good, Mike. How are you? Phil, good to see you. We're doing great. It's great to have you. We love these type of uh, you know interviews because you have uh, a ro- whole deck of cards we can roll out at you. The NFL... <laughs> Uh, obviously, people hear you on Westwood One Radio, but tell us about uh, that call in the College World Series, a very unique setting. If you've never been to a College World Series, it is such a great atmosphere, and then you got to bring us uh, that call to life. 
It's really one of the best events going in college sports right now. Uh, you have the charm of a small event coupled with the big-time feel of a big-time event, which is what they've always gone for. When it was at Rosenblatt Stadium, it was the same thing. Now you're just in newer digs in a different spot in Omaha. But, my gosh, we had fantastic crowds. Tip of the cap to the fans of Ole Miss. I mean, they came out in droves. To me, it was the largest most uh, lopsided crowd since Nebraska had been in the College World Series in 2005. That says something because, my gosh, we've seen some great teams come through over the years, but Ole Miss represented like few do. It felt like an Ole Miss home game. It was so much fun, great weather, great atmosphere, and and really two outstanding baseball games in the championship series. You don't always see that. College baseball sometimes is up and down, but we had two terrific games in the championship series. And Kevin, you know, a Nebraska native, you know, so certainly you've been, you know, nearby the the College World Series and all that's going on down in Omaha for years. But you were presented with an award last week as well, the, the Russell Anderson Wilbur Snip Award for National Contributions to College Baseball. As someone who kind of grew up around, you know, college baseball, the CWS, a Nebraska native, how meaningful was that for you to collect that award? Well, it was absolutely meaningful. I mean, you're talking about an event that is near and dear to my heart, the College World Series. And I, I've covered college baseball, oh gosh, probably since the late 90s. And I've had the chance to call a lot of games. And I've been in college baseball stands. I was one of the 50 people that actually went to Nebraska college baseball games before Nebraska got good with Dave Van Horn. So I can tell you what it was like to sit in an old band box of a stadium with me, the SID, and the PA guy, basically. I won a contest once because I was the only guy in the ballpark, so I got a free sweatshirt. Yeah, I mean, that that's just – I love baseball, and college baseball has been a passion of mine, and I'm so excited to have the chance to cover it every year in Omaha now. I mean, it's an event I went to as a kid. It's an event I went to as a college student. It's an event I've gone to now as a professional. It's, it just – it means an awful lot to me to have the chance to be recognized for that, and I really do appreciate the uh, Collegiate Baseball Writers of America for providing that for me. That was really cool. Uh, Kevin Kugler, I guess you have uh, origins and roots in that Omaha area, and uh, uh, a rumor has it that you beat out my buddy Pete Thompson for a uh, talk show host job down there. He tells me you guys are both too nice, and you're nice <laughs> enough to join us on here. Is Pete telling the truth? Well, here, here's the situation. There's a, there's a little nuance to this because I had started the show in 2000. My original co-host left, so we were looking for a new co-host. Pete came in. He was working in the area at the time. He auditioned. We had a great time. But my boss at the end of it said, I can't have both of you on the air because you're both too nice. We need somebody who's going to be a bit of a jerk and somebody who's going to be the nice guy. And apparently I had fallen into the role of the nice guy. I don't know how that happened. I mean, yeah. you know, people people who know me would would bristle at that characterization of me. But <laughs> Pete was the Pete was too nice. And maybe Mike, you're bristling at the characterization of Pete that way, but that was the he was too nice to have the co-host job next Well, week. he was my co-host for a while and I was the jerk, okay? I admit <laughs> I was the jerk in this uh relationship here. Uh Pete says hello and uh yes, he was my co-host here for a while after T V forty here shut down. Phil, does he count as a when we do our counts of broadcasters as Pete Thompson was it will he be in the ledger? Yeah, we'll, we'll add Pete to the ledger, no doubt about it, especially after that endorsement from Kevin. All right. Um, tell us a little bit about that. So you start radio, and then how has your voice – how did you get to the point where your voice is virtually everywhere uh, in, in uh, the car, if you're sitting down? You know, it's funny. I, I create the promos here, and 
you know, I hear, hey, it's Kevin Kugler. Join me for Thursday night football <laughs> here on Westwood One, where tonight, you know, uh, how did you get from hosting this radio show uh, to being the voice of uh, Westwood One? Well, you know, and, and, and here's the, the interesting thing that comes full circle with our conversation. It's really due to the College World Series. Uh, I, the, the rights to the College World Series, Westwood One acquired all the NCAA rights in the early 2000s to every single event. But Westwood One obviously doesn't broadcast every single event from start to finish. And they didn't broadcast the College World Series from start to finish. So our station had an idea. What if we went to Westwood One and we said, could we do the preliminary games? We'll produce them. You distribute them. We'll co-operate them together. They thought that was a great idea. In the contract to do that, my boss, Neil Nelkin, one of the greats of Nebraska radio, put in there a clause that they were required to use one of our announcers at the radio station on the championship series broadcast that they produced. Those championship series broadcasts were produced by Westwood, and I was the sideline reporter for those. Tony Roberts was the first play-by-play guy I worked with on Westwood One. And Howard Denneroff, who is now the executive producer of Westwood One Sports, was producing the games in Omaha. He loves Omaha, comes as often as he can. And so we, I, I did my job on the sidelines. He, I apparently didn't embarrass myself. And year after year after year, I would do it. And year after year, he would say, hey, send me some of your stuff. And I was doing Division II football and basketball at the time. So I'd send a cassette tape full of grainy audio. And eventually in 2006, he called me and he said, wanted more stuff and wanted more stuff. And at a different time, and I, was, I remember it forever. I was at Big 12 Media Days and in, in was waiting for a call. I got a call and he says, you got the job. And I, I didn't even know I was applying for a job. I thought I was going to get a game or two here and there as a freelancer. And they named me their college football and college basketball guy. And that was really how I got my start. And it's all due to the College World Series. Outstanding, Kevin. And, and then on the TV side, can you tell us about that evolution and how it ultimately became national? Well, it's, it's interesting because it, it's sort of, a, again, so much of this is circumstance. I, I'm working in Omaha and I'm working, I do, so, I do some work for, did some work for the Nebraska Public Television Network, which had rights to do volleyball and some of the tier three stuff that wasn't on a conference network at that time. Well, Nebraska joined the Big Ten. And so I sent an email to Mark Halsey of the Big Ten Network and just sort of a flyer like, hey, I'm here. I've done some stuff. I do stuff with Westwood One. He knew me, um, knew of me anyway. We hadn't met yet. So I met with him. I got the chance to do a, a few things for the Big Ten Network in 2011 and then had the opportunity in 2012 to really expand my role doing television. And so I gave up the talk show after 12 years to really kind of dive headlong into the, into the television and radio play-by-play world and really just sort of bet on that I could make it work. And it was a bit of a gamble. I mean, the show was it's, the show is still on the air. My, the guy who was my best man in college is the host now with the intern that we had when we were doing the show back in the day. Um, but it was a bit of a gamble, and it, it, it paid off. I, I was fortunate to get on with some really good people at the Big Ten Network, and then that led to a relationship developing with Fox, and that led to getting the chance to do Fox NFL starting in 2020. You know, as you know, Kevin, we we monitor the the comings and goings of the, the announcers through the announcer schedules. And, you know, this past year, you were literally everywhere. You know, whether it was NFL games, you know, during the week or on Sunday for Fox, uh, college football, men's basketball, uh, caught you on a couple of women's basketball shows as well, Major League Baseball on FS1, 
uh, College World Series this past weekend, a USFL game here and there. It's a loaded uh, schedule for the you, Masters, Kevin. the Final Four. I mean, don't leave out the big <laughs> ones here. You got yeah, uh, Jim Nance over here doing uh, the Masters in the Final Four on radio. Anywhere you go, man. Yeah, it, it, it's it's really remarkable, Kevin. And, you know, we'd love to let our listeners know how do you pull it all off? And, you know, what are some of those experiences as far as, you know, making sure you're able to make all these assignments? And then also the preparation, you know, as you're switching gears from sport to sport, but also network to network. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it requires a lot of, um, a lot of time management, I, I think is the best way to put it. You have to be able to work when you can work. I, I work a lot on planes, obviously, um, but you have to, it's a lot easier in the fall, quite honestly, when I'm only doing one or maybe two football games a week. And the NFL has a lot of repetition. So once you get to October or November, you know, Tom Brady's story hasn't changed from when you saw him in September to when you saw him in October. The only thing that's changed is the storyline with the team. So you, you familiarize yourself with that. You read a ton. Uh, I spend most of my early part of every week reading because that's the best way you can, and I'm forever indebted to the beat writers out there who do such a great job of covering these teams that we're allowed to drop in and and pretend we know what's going on because of the work they've done all week long getting us ready for this stuff. So you read a lot and you just have to try to manage your time well so that you can understand, okay, I've got a game here. I've got, I had a game of, I had a week this past February of seven games and seven nights and seven different places. And I was, I mean, do you remember where you were? Um, very, I was, let's see, you know what? I have my calendar right here. I can tell you where I was. Because it, I it's fascinating to me how many times you talk to play-by-players or analysts and they have, I don't know what day it is, what city I'm in, where I was yesterday, what day was I in this place? Uh, Lincoln, uh, Seton Hall, Newark, Purdue, North Carolina, UConn, St. John's, Illinois. And the Illinois game was a late ad because Tim Brando was supposed to do the Ohio State-Illinois game and I got a call about an hour before I went to the arena in St. John's from our bosses at Fox, and they said, hey, how about you? How about seven games in seven days? And I said, can I get there? So I flew to Chicago, and I drove to Champaign, and I did Ohio State, Illinois. Luckily, I had done both of them about a week earlier, so I had relatively my prep kind of organized, and I knew the teams by that point. But that I got home, and I said to my wife, Michelle, that's almost the limit as to what I can do <laughs> is seven games in seven wow. days. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, we mentioned Final Four Masters, um, you know, those signature events. Do they stand out any differently than doing a, a, a Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football, or, you know, College World Series? I mean, those are uh, two of the, you know, signature events on the sports calendar. Uh, I, was, I was on Amen Corner for the call when Tiger won. Um, that was one of the more – electric atmospheres I've ever been around. And it's weird to say that with golf because you, especially at Augusta national, because you know, it's a different atmosphere, but that was as special an event as I've been around. And then, I, I mean, look, the final four to me is it's, it's the, it's the top of the mountain for my sports calendar. I absolutely love it. It's the best thing that happens all year long. 
the chance to for me to be courtside with and for years I was with coach Thompson and Bill Raftery and I mean you you have to you have to understand I, I'm a kid from Nebraska who grew up watching games on television and I'd see John Thompson scowling at a referee and I'd listen to Bill Raftery calling games and I'd laugh and I can still remember in 2008 which was my first final four sitting next to these two gentlemen and trying not to be intimidated by the fact that I'm in this chair and what three four years ago I was calling division two basketball women's and men's doubleheaders on the radio and now I'm sitting courtside calling the final four and it was the Chalmers shot and it was everything. And I mean, I, I can still remember I got up before the game and I walked around the arena and I walked by Bill Russell and I just thought, what am I doing here? What, who am I and why am I in this building at this moment? This is just, I mean, it was, it was surreal and it still is. I mean, I, I still get goosebumps every time I'm standing there courtside national anthem getting ready for an amazing game and you know some have been amazing some have not but it's always an amazing experience yeah kevin if you could kind of um expand a little bit on working with different partners in all the different sports high profile guys like you know and just having to adjust to everybody's style how you know you said seven games in seven days i would imagine that you didn't have the same analysts in in those seven days so kind of give uh some young play-by-players and people who enjoy this uh, genre, what it's like to get that kind of nailed down. Here's here's how, and, and some of those were radio and some of those were TV, so it's a different thing. For radio, play-by-play, that's the radio man. The play-by-play man's venue is radio, so I have to do more talking. I, the, the, the analyst has to kind of fit in around the play-by-play because I'm the eyes and ears of the people who can't see this game. TV is all about the analyst, so my job is to set up that analyst. But in all of them, the thing, the number one thing that you have to do is listen. Uh, we are not a great listening group of people. As, as We love to talk. We love to tell things. We love to say things. But to me, the thing I have to do best is listen to what they say, both before the game and during the game. Because before the game, they're going to tell me what's important to them, what they think is important about this game. So if I'm not listening to that, I have no way to set them up during the game for where they think is important. Or I can't go back to, say, Robbie Hummel brought up a great point in the first half of a game. I, If I'm not paying attention to him or if I'm just thinking about what I'm going to say next, I can't go back to it when what he said shows up again in the second half. Um, so to me, the number one thing that any play-by-play guy has to do is listen. I mean, it's it's just something that is so easy to do, but yet we don't do it very well. We're all a lot of us, and I've fallen into this trap too. You're all sitting there thinking, okay, what am I going to say next? What happens next? What's going on next? You got a producer talking in your ear, all this stuff. But the listening part to me is the number one thing I can do to help a broadcast. If I'm listening and I listen to what my analyst is saying and what's important to him, I can play off of that. I can drive that conversation further, or I can take it to a different point if that point has come to a conclusion. Yeah, by the way, that comment got my highlighter there. That'll be the highlighter one. (laughs) I appreciate you listening. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kevin, back to the scheduling side of things. We talked about it a little bit in terms of the 
seven games and seven days experience but you know over the years is there another story you could tell us as far as just a close call you know um you know a getaway from a stadium something uh that was just one of these out of this world kind of experience and wow you were able to pull it all off well i, I was able to pull it off because i'm here talking to you but i'll tell you a story about the the pandemic year of 2020. Whoa. so um it's my first year with fox I'm working with Chris Spielman, who's just one of the great human beings that I've worked with over the years. He's just a fantastic prince of a human being. So we're walking out of the stadium, and, it's, and we're in New York. We're, we're in Newark. We've just done a Jets game. So we're walking out of the stadium, and we're going out, and my, I'm with my, my stats guy, Alan, and, Al, and, I, and I didn't know what car Alan had. I'd ridden over with somebody else, and Alan was taking the car to the airport for all of us to make our flights. And there's no traffic, obviously, because there were no fans. It was 2020, it was New York, there was not a fan in the building. So we have no worries about our escape. We all booked tight flights, we're not the least bit concerned. He said, I'm in an SUV. Okay, great. And so we walk, he goes, they're gonna pull it up by the truck. I said, great. We walk out to the truck, there's an SUV. I said, is that it? He goes, yeah, that's it. So I go to the back of the SUV and I open it up to put my bag in the back. And instead of it being the back of an SUV, there's a cage in the back of the SUV. And in said cage is a dog. And all of a sudden, someone comes screaming around from the driver's side, gun drawn, screaming at me, what are you doing? What are you doing? Apparently, it was a police SUV that we had opened up. This guy was startled. I don't know if he had dozed off because there was nothing going on. I don't know what it was, but gun drawn. And so for 90 seconds, I'm kind of standing in front of my guys like, hey, everything's fine. Just broadcast the game. Missed, you know, missed communication as to what our car was. And, you know, he's <laughs> screaming and yelling the whole time the gun pointed at me. The whole time well, I'm just trying to calm the situation down so nobody gets shot, specifically me. And, uh, and finally, we diffuse this situation we walk across the street it is the exact same suv that we have i get in the passenger seat i sit down and spielman the first words out of spielman's mouth are kev your voice got a little high back there i'm like yeah i got a little high back there on a gun on me chris spielman <laughs> and so we drove to the airport and i called my wife and told her what had happened and i was happy that i didn't have to report anything else she was about ready to you know, get in a car and drive to New York to come get me, but uh, talked her out of that and all was well at the end. But I mean, it's just, it was one of those moments where if there's a crowd around, there's probably things for these guys to do. So there's no situation like that, but right. there wasn't anything to do. And I think I startled it. <laughs> Has there been a time where there's been, you've missed a flight that made you miss a broadcast or that maybe you got to call a game because somebody else wasn't able to get on a flight or something like, does that happen often or not so often? You, you try you, it's it's every broadcaster's nightmare i mean it's we we all are paranoid we live in fear of this happening i knock on wood it has not happened to me that i've missed a broadcast yet for missing a flight i've certainly had flight delays and i've missed a couple of my radio shows back in the day because i couldn't get back to omaha in time to do my show i did have a situation once at penn state where i got there but my partner steven bardo did not and so we pulled about an hour before the game, Dick Girardi, who's longtime writer in the Philly area and just a, another great person. He does Penn State radio. We pulled him in and said, do you happen to have a tie? Do you happen to have a suit jacket with you? 
would you like to do color on the uh, on the television broadcast? And so Dick came in and and did the color for me on the show and it was great. I mean, he's a he's a basketball writer from way back, so it wasn't a big risk or a leap for him. But that was one of those scenarios where an hour before the game, you're working with somebody who's not a TV guy, hasn't done TV, and here he is sitting down ready to do a national broadcast. So, and all because of a missed flight. It happens to all of us. I got a chance to do that, that Ohio State Illinois game in February because Tim Brando couldn't get out with weather. So. You know, it's going to happen to all of us at some point. You just try to do everything you can, and usually that means take early morning flights and cross your fingers. Well, knowing Dick Girardi, he didn't have a tie. No, uh, he he may have borrowed one from one of the Penn State coaches, but I'm not sure he actually had one in his car. I would he did have it. a suit coat, which I was which I remember being surprised about. Uh, Kevin Kugler, what's the uh, 2022 schedule going to look like? Where will our podcast listeners? Uh, hear Kevin Kugler's voice for the rest of the summer uh, and the NFL season. Uh, Little Major League Baseball still coming up on FS1 over the course of July and August. And then once football starts, I'll be on Sunday afternoons on Fox, and I will be on select games throughout the fall on Westwood One. I mean, I'm and I, I'm fortunate that after I left for TV that they still wanted to keep me around to do football. So I don't know what those will look like, but I know it'll be more than more than two and less than – you know, 13 or 14 probably. So somewhere in that range, I'll I'll fit in with Westwood One's schedule of their great guys. All right. Kevin Kugler has been our guest here on the Announcer Schedules podcast. Just a little taste of what uh, the travel's like and how he got here and what is next for him. Some great stories. Kevin Kugler, we appreciate you making some time for us here on the Announcer Schedules podcast. I appreciate you guys having me on. Good to talk with you. All right. There's yeah, Kevin Thanks a Kugler lot, Kevin. And, and congrats again on the award from the College Baseball Writers Association. I appreciate it, Phil. Thanks so much. All right. Kevin Kugler, everybody here. We appreciate him. And, Phil, that was just an excellent conversation. Learned a lot there. Um, in fact, uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. You know, seven games in seven days in seven different places. I mean, when he said seven games in seven days, I figured maybe he was – in an area that had a multiple <laughs> events coming, not that you were going to be in seven different cities along the way. Yeah, it, unbelievable that he pulled all that off. And, you know, it, it really is a snapshot to, to one of the busier announcers. Uh, I, I mentioned this on an earlier show. You know, I don't have any metrics to support this. But anecdotally, I do believe, at least on the national side of things, uh, which we monitor on the Twitter feed, uh, Kevin did – as many games as anyone, perhaps the most, uh, because especially that college basketball schedule that he was describing, I mean, he was everywhere. The Big Ten Network and uh, FS1 and so forth, um, you know, not to mention the Westwood One work, uh, NFL, USFL, Major League Baseball, Masters, College World Series. I mean, he uh, logged some serious miles uh, this past year, and I'm sure that'll that'll continue. And it, it looks like he's got the system down pretty well where he can pull it all off, no problem. Yeah, that's uh, Kevin Kugler. Yeah, because, you know, we carry uh, here on 97.3 in Atlantic City. So for any of the Atlantic City listeners who listen to our podcast now, Phil, uh, he's a very familiar voice because he's on everything. Thursday night football, uh, Monday night, he's kind of like, you know, does each one of them. Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. Now, this year he's going to be doing more television, it sounds like, for Fox. Uh, but he also does the NCAA tournament. We also carry the Masters. So you hear him on that match. How about that conversation where he mentioned um, Amen Corner for Tiger? I mean, just, you know, hand standing, uh, hair standing up on my arms when he brings it up. 
Yeah, in some of these moments like that that he was he was talking about, you know, um, you know, being in the presence of of Bill Russell, you know, on one of his you know early assignments, and you know, being there for that Mario Chalmers game winner, you know, for the national championship. It's amazing, you know, what broadcasters like Kevin are able to accumulate over a career in terms of these memories, these moments, yeah. these big events and so forth. And it's just fascinating to get to pick their mind and, and, you know, for him to share that with us. We really appreciate it. He also called uh, the Summer Olympics in 2012. He did the men's basketball. So, you know, it's almost like, you know, the NBA and, and professional sports are so big to us that, you know, doing the Olympics almost seems like, eh. But I'm sure that was just a thrill of a lifetime to be doing the men's basketball championships at the Olympics, uh, the Masters, the NCAA Final Four, uh, college basketball, NFL, Major League Baseball. That was our guest, Kevin Kugler, and we were happy to have him here on the Announcer Schedules podcast. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, subscribe, and you can get us every Thursday here on the Announcer Schedules podcast on the SportsMediaWatch.com uh, feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, anywhere people listen to podcasts, you can find our podcast Tuesdays. George Offman, tell me a story I don't know. That drops. You hear great storytellers from uh, play-by-players and uh, media personalities with a little bit of a Chicago connection. But many of those Chicago people are now national. Uh, he's had people like Mike Greenberg and Michael Wilbon. Uh, so some pretty big names that he gets on that. And uh, then TJ... And John on the SportsMediaWatch.com, that's on Wednesdays. If you love the rating stuff, I'm one of those ratings junkies. I love listening. In fact, that's how I landed this job. I listen to them. We connect it. Here I am. They're on Wednesdays. I love John's insight. Uh, TJ does a great job kind of steering that ship. And then you have Phil and us here on Thursdays. Everybody out there, we appreciate you listening. Um, and the podcast is growing. So thank you to that. Keep telling your friends. Keep like, rate, review, subscribe. If you want to uh, write us a review, uh, do that. That's fantastic. That helps out. Um, and uh, we will be back again next week. Um, we've got uh, something cooking for the next couple of weeks. So uh, stay tuned for that. Check out all the podcasts on the Sports Media Watch uh, podcast feed. And uh, I think that'll do it for us. Phil demont Mollen. anything else to add? No, just a big thank you to Kevin Kugler once again. That was a, that was a great conversation with Kevin, and it's been fun to you know follow his career and uh, you know all that he does in the sports world. But a big thank you to to Kevin uh, for coming on the show, and you know thanks to all the listeners who are continuing to, to tune in and subscribe, and uh, make sure you follow the Twitter feed as well. And you know we'll keep you up to date on all the happenings around the announcer world. So. Um, Thanks again to you as well, Mike. Uh, another great show. All right. For Phil, I'm Mike. We'll talk to you next week here on the Announcer Schedules Podcast. Have a great rest of your week, everybody.